my best practice occurs when I'm not so worried about what is bad. I'm not so worried about what is awesome. My best practices occur when I'm just fixated on the idea of practicing. When I say it that simply, it's pretty. Uh, it sounds pretty obvious. Um, and for a lot of you, it probably is. For me, it's not always that straightforward. And I bet some of you can sympathize. Um, when I go into a practice session, I'm mainly talking about throwing discus. I'm way smarter. <laughs> I'm way smarter in practicing discus than I am trombone. Uh, although I do uh, slowly let myself transfer how I practice both, but. I will also say how I approach the discus has been largely groomed by how I approach the trombone or have approached the trombone over several years, and now I'm just applying it to throwing in a very accelerated sense. Um, Yeah, when you throw one and if it's good or it's bad and you try to judge yourself based on every single throw, that that just can't lead to being all that productive, can it? You kind of have to just... Draw out a path for what the practice is going to be and do your best to walk down the path and you might take a misstep here, might take a misstep there, but guess what? Get right back on the path and go. And that is something my great trombone teacher, uh, John Kitzman, taught me when I was at SMU, 2003 to 2005. That's right. I'm 35 years old and I was 18 and 19 years old then. Uh... But Mr. Kitzman knew that I tend to be someone who could be easily taken off the path, the quote-unquote path, uh, to explore other, the forks in the road, to explore intriguing little sideshows, to see if there are things that I can extra that I can do to become better. And he said, you know what? Stay on the path. And sometimes you'll get knocked off the path and you know what you do? Find your way back to the path and keep going. Stay the course. That's what we always hear. So that's what I'm thinking lately today. This this morning I had a good practice because I had some goals in mind before I started. And whenever I had some bad throws that I took, I was very easily able to dismiss them. And just every bad throw led to a refocusing, which in the end led to better practices. Um... Actually, the great throws that I took led to me trying harder and thinking more and trying to add more things, and that led to a bad throw the next time. So (laughs) I've kind of learned to actually embrace the bad throws. I've learned to embrace the bad conditions. This morning it was raining, and then it stopped raining, but I started throwing, but the the discus ring was wet, a little, almost a little puddly, but wet. And I've learned to embrace those things because those things make me learn more. And no, I didn't throw my personal best today, but what I did do was easily trod down the path that I know that I'm, I'm, I'm developing, that I'm starting to become very convicted in. And the path will be there no matter what, whether it's a bad throw or a good throw. You just have to have the peace and presence of mind to put one foot in front of the other. And then when it's time to rest... Take a seat on the bench or lie on the ground, take a nap, sleep. But then when you wake up, you're still on that path and you just walk some more. And the path has no end. It has no end. So therefore, the 
the the the beginning, the middle, and the end of pursuing any skill is, I suppose, it is practice. Uh, you might master objectives, but will you master the whole thing? I would say the world record holder of the discus wouldn't say he was the master. He mastered it. I'd say he probably thought he left a lot of feet out there that he didn't quite capture. And that is the beautiful misery, the beautiful misery of acquiring skill in both art and the discus.